be speaking, you have yet me speaking about dimensions, levels, four, five, you know, three, twelve, you know, I'll continue to give you today. I'm speaking of three things, what I call three tragedies that befalls a person who does not contend for spiritual growth. Three tragedies that befalls a person who does not contend for spiritual growth. Somebody shouts spiritual growth. I don't hear you. And you have heard me saying that we are the same according to God's class. We were created the same, configured and designed the same. We were created and configured and designed the same. But there are three things that separates people into different spiritual colors. And I spoke about the first thing that is the quality of spiritual information that you've got access to is the first factor that differentiates you and me, the quality of spiritual information that we receive. Ministers of the gospel are the same, pastors are the same, apostles are the same, but uh, these three factors are the ones that separate us into spiritual colors. And number two, the relationships that come through your enlightenment of the word that you are receiving. So relationships, that comes to the level of enlightenment that has come through your spiritual growth or your spiritual access to information is the second thing. Relationships are the ones, again, that separates us into spiritual colors. Then number three, it is the dimensions that one commands. If you command dimensions, you are separated again from other spiritual colors. There are people that commands dimensions of healings, like Benihim, that makes him to be a spiritual cadre in his own area. There are people like Archbishop that commands prayer, that separates him. If we take out these three things, we are predictably the same. We are predictably the same. So when you're dealing with these three tragedies that befalls a person who does not content for spiritual growth, there is a consequence for not contending for spiritual growth. When you come to the house of God after receiving Jesus Christ, the negative thing is to contend for spiritual growth. So if you are not exposed to the consequences of remaining a child or a nephew in Greek, in the spirit you will not aspire for higher dimensions. The consequences of remaining a child you will not aspire. There are consequences of remaining a child or a nephew in the things of God. So if you are not exposed to those consequences and things are well for you, you will not aspire for greater dimensions. But if the devil comes and attacks you for being a child or God does not entrust you with some information, with some blessings, because you ask to a child, you contend for spiritual growth. Some church spiritual growth. I say spiritual growth. So many a times we find uh, ourselves in situations where we are not encouraged to press unto God. It's like the most important thing that we must receive as Christians is receiving Christ or salvation. And there are severe consequences for remaining at the same level as the sound of God. Biologically speaking, if a child is given birth, there are expectations to that child. If the child becomes a year old, two years old, three years old, we expect the child to be walking, to be speaking, 
And if that child is not speaking and walking, it becomes a medical issue. We start now to find uh, the problems because we expect that, okay, yesterday you were a child. We never expected you to walk. But now because you are a grown-up child, you are three years, we expect you to speak words. So Ephesians chapter 4, subsection 8 is the first tragedy that befalls people who do not contend for spiritual growth. Ephesians, today I'm giving scriptures. These are the three tragedies or dimensions that I'll be dealing with. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18 becomes the first tragedy. The Bible says, Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. That's the first dimension that we are going to be dealing with. And we, I, I'll try to bring now and embed the thought uh, when Apostle Paul is speaking about all this alienation and being blinded in our hearts. What simply means is that even though you have received this away life, somebody shout this away. So, so, it does not mean things will manifest in your life automatically. You've come to the house of God, you received the life that is in Jesus. Things are not going to just happen automatically. You need to contend for things to happen in your life. The riches of that which you have received, because when you receive Christ, there are riches that are embraced in Jesus Christ. So the riches that you have received, that resides in Christ, are received through knowledge. That's what Apostle Paul saying that having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. So the riches that are in Christ, they are received through a system and a channel called knowledge. Come on, serve a sharp knowledge. So if you do not contend for spiritual growth, you will never actualize in experience the potentials that are captured in this life of Jesus. You will only actualize them theo theoretically when we speak and say God is a God who blesses. God is a God who increases. A God is a God who promotes. You will only experience them in theory through preaching, but you are not going to actualize the potentials that are in Jesus Christ in experience. So for you now to actualize and to capture these dimensions, you must contend for spiritual growth. Somebody shout spiritual growth. So for spiritual growth, one should be subject now. How do I grow spiritually? One should be subject to a very constructive spiritual system. For a spiritual growth, you must be constructive to a constructive spiritual system that teaches you how to grow spiritually. Prayer, it opens avenues for the spirit to find leeways to minister and to grow up. But for you to grow spiritually, you must uh, have a constructive spiritual system that teaches you how to grow spiritually. That's why we have got people in Peria. These people, they were spiritually giants. Why? Because every time they could go unto Apostle Paul and listen to Apostle Paul while Apostle Paul is preaching. 
after Apostle preached, uh, Apostle Paul preached, they could go back home. Then they could try now to glean the truth that are embedded in what Apostle Paul was preaching. When they missed something, they could go back to the temple, to the elders, and say, when we were taught, we did not understand A, B, up to C. Then there were more spiritual enlightenments. So you need to have a constructive spiritual system. It must not be a biased spiritual system, but it must be a system that helps you to mature and to grow. And the curriculum of that constructive spiritual system is the Word of God. Come on, somebody shout the Word of God. But scriptures are the ones now that uh, becomes the curriculum for someone to grow spiritually. We may read different books, uh, concordances, we may read different, you know, uh, articles, doggies, but we need to understand scriptures. Because scriptures, they make you to understand doctrine better. Are we together? Okay. They make you to understand again where scriptures are being violated. If you don't understand scripture, you will not understand the violations that, that comes when somebody is preaching. But the more you understand scriptures, you become so constructed. And when you're constructed, you become a spiritual giant. Someone shout spiritual giant. And when you are under a constructive spiritual system, this now improves your spiritual life. Your life of being a spiritual woman and a spiritual man is improved. Why? Because you are under a constructive spiritual system. Then when your spiritual life is improved, it's not only improved in theory, but it's improved in experience. As he is in heaven, so you become. So when there is joy and peace in heaven, you start to experience joy and peace. When there is gold in heaven, you experience gold in life. I look together. When angels are ministering unto God day and night, because your spiritual life has been improved, you start to experience God. Angels, they'll come to end. Do you know in our generation today, there are people that when they train, angels, they do appear. They can even tell you that I see two angels, not theoretically, but in experience. When there is healing, in heaven, when you speak healing, you experience healing. Are we together? Amen. So, spiritual growth now, it makes someone or you to demonstrate the evidences of the testimonies that are found in Jesus Christ through a system that makes for growth. So when I grow spiritually, I start to demonstrate the testimonies that are found in Jesus Christ. When I go to my family, to my village, and they are cultural, activities, traditional problems that are transparent there. Because I am a giant in the spirit, I will start to demonstrate the testimonies of Jesus and say to them, you need Jesus, you need the word in an area where they need Jesus. And they will start to experience Jesus. Why? Because you have grown spiritually. It's not about being voluminous in scriptures, but growing spiritually. Come on, somebody shout spiritual growth. So the potentials that are in the life of God that we receive are released as we grow. The potentials that are in Christ, they are only released when you grow. When you grow, there is a release. When you grow, there is a release. When you grow, there is a release. I once uh, gave, gave you an example that God has uh, given us blessings already. They are scattered already in our destinies. And 
we no longer have to fight so much to pick all the blessings one by one. But for these blessings to come to me, they will not just come because I am after them. I am pursuing them. They will come because I am growing. So when I mature spiritually, I attract blessings from God. So I will not now start to run for one because there are many blessings that God has prepared for you and me. So our lifetime in experience cannot allow us to pick them one by one because they are many. It was what a lot that was misty when we were still at school and when we were still naughty. We missed some blessings. We missed blessings again before we came to Christ. So these blessings, for them to be attracted to us, they are attracted through growth. So we don't need to fight now to get to those blessings. I grow, the blessings comes to me. I even give you an example that when I am standing here and I grow spiritually, if a car is here or this television is there and it's supposed to come to me, when I grow to become the version in which God wants me to become through spiritual growth, the television will come close to me. Then when I grow again, the speakers, they will start to come to me. Why? Because I am growing. And the tragedy of receiving things out of growth is this. When you receive things without growing, those things, when they come to you and they realize that you are not uh, yet grown in the things of the spirit, they will run away from you. That's the tragedy. Because they will look at your mental construction. They will look at your disposition as a child of God. Then they will start now to scatter away from you. Why? Because you did not receive things through growth. It's like marriage, a very good example. When you fight for marriage and say, I want to get married and you don't grow to be married. You can get married, you wait. After three months, uh, the marriage will scatter and run away from you. Why? Because you did not grow to become a candidate of marriage. But when you grow to marriage, you may cook, you know, a relish. That is funny. No one will beat you and do not be divorced. Why? Because you have grown to be in that position. Are we together? Yeah. At your workplace, when you get your job through growth, no one will chase you out. You may make mistakes, but no one is going to chase you from that particular job. Why? Because I've grown. But if I'm using my power, if I'm using my efforts to get things, one day they'll run away. And the discipline again to keep those things because discipline comes through spiritual growth. Come on, somebody shout spiritual growth. So if I do not grow to become what God wants me to become, I will not have the discipline to receive and to keep and to retain those things. A very good example, if I make effort to buy a car, because I have not grown to become a car owner, the discipline to service the car will not be in me. The discipline to refuel the car will not be in me. The discipline again to fix the car when the car is broken, it will not be in me. So after three months, the car that was driving very well, you start to see it smoking. The car that was being cleaned every day, when I drive, you see dusty all over the car because I don't have the discipline to manage the blessing that came through pressure. But when I grow in God, God will give me the discipline to manage. When I'm supposed to fix the car, there's a discipline that comes to me that I fix the car. When I'm supposed to fuel the car, there is a discipline that comes. I let me get into somebody in this place. So you need to grow spiritually this afternoon. Content for spiritual growth. Whatever you receive by your own effort, it will run away from you. 
Because the version in which the blessings have been designed to get to, they know the version. Unless and until you become that version, blessings they will leave you. Because we, 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 you know, we, sometimes we make, you know, uh, we pressurize things and we pressurize ourselves to be in positions. But the discipline to be with the kings and princes is not there because I have not grown spiritually. There are a lot of people that get the access, the privilege and luxury to meet great people, but these people have not yet grown spiritually. So the discipline to know what to do, what to say, and what to speak among great people was not there. And that was the last day they were allowed to enter among great people. So I prophesy it tonight, this afternoon, Amen. that someone is growing spiritually. Amen. I pray that grow spiritually in every in, in, in part of your life, yes. in every facet of your life, yes. you need to grow spiritually. Oh, yes. And number two, tragedy is found in the book of Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Number four, tragedy. That befalls a person that do not contend for spiritual growth. The Bible says, Now I say that an heir, what is an heir? An heir means a partaker of a throne, a benefactor of an inheritance. But for as long as he is a child, he is not different from a slave. Even though potentially he was designed to be the Lord of all. So the Bible says if you, do, you don't grow, your experience as the one who is in the kingdom and the one who is outside will not release a difference. Which means if I don't grow spiritually and contain from growth, my experience as a believer and the experience of an unbeliever will be the same between me and an unbeliever. The things that affects an unbeliever and the things that affects me will be the same. If an unbeliever is, is, is not sleeping because of leg, even myself, I will sleep because of that. I want to prophesy, you are not going to remain a child. You are not going to remain a nephews. So just receiving the life of Christ and not contenting for growth, your life will not change and your results will never, 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 ever be different from the results of your aunties that do not know Christ. So what is going to put a line of demarcation between me who knows God and my sister and my brother who does not know God is when I contend for spiritual growth. Somebody shout contention. So the dynamics that makes your life to release the victories that are in Christ experientially are only released at the instance of growth. The dynamics that makes your life to release victories that are in Christ experientially, you heard me speaking of experience, are only released at the instance of growth. So if you don't grow, there are dynamics and potentials that are in Jesus Christ. You are not going to release them now experientially. When I grow spiritually, it's easy for me to prophesy. I'll start to release the dynamics that are in Jesus Christ. It's easy for me to say to the devil, get out of my affairs. And the devil will leave my affairs. It's easy for me to command the results and strange results. You start to rise up as if the devil does not exist. Why? Because you are experiencing it experientially. Are we together? 
when you grow spiritually, you become like Moses, who spoke to the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parted in two ways. You become like Elisha, when the ex fell in the water, he brought a stick through spiritual growth. There was a mystery, but that mystery, it brought the head of the ox on top of the water and started to buoyant. Why? Because the man had grown spiritually. So there are mysteries that I will not have access to if I don't grow spiritually. But when I grow spiritually, regardless and in spite of my blindness, I will experience God. I heard John say that I was at Patmos in Ireland on the day of the Lord. And I saw things that are mysterical. Revelations of Jesus Christ. He, though he was blind, but he was a spiritual giant. He started to see things that even when you read in the book of Revelation chapter 1 to Revelation chapter 22, the last chapter, there are mysterious things that John is talking about. He's speaking like somebody who sees. He's speaking like somebody who was there when the uh, foundations of the earth were set by God. Why? Because the man had grown spiritually. He's speaking of the horses. He's speaking of the person that is standing upon the moon. He's speaking of the gates. He's speaking of the twenty-four elders. Why? Because the man has grown spiritually. Like uh, people like David. David had grown spiritually while he was in the fort. The Bible says uh, you, you, he started to fight with the lions and managed to kill the lions. When he went before Goliath, Goliath, you need to mind this boy because this boy has grown spiritually. He said unto Goliath, you are coming to me with javelins. Come on, somebody start spiritual growth. You are coming to me with spears. But I come to you in the name of Jesus. I am a giant that has grown. You think that when I was in the force, I was just sitting and sleeping. Man, I was growing spiritually. I am a giant inside. I may be looking short. I may be a ratty small boy. But man, I'm not a small boy. I'm coming to attack you. So the Agorias that are going to come against your business. Agorias that are going to come against your marriage. That are going to come against your ministry of gifts. You need to encounter them with growth. The devil is not afraid when you come with only scriptures. No, 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 no. But he's afraid when you grow spiritually. He can't stand you when you grow spiritually. Come on, somebody. I'm calling to somebody who said, I'm growing spiritually. He can quote scriptures like you and me, the devil. That's why when he went unto Jesus, he said unto Jesus in his individual state, if you just tell these stones, they are going to turn to become bread. Eat. And Jesus Christ said, it is written. After yet it is written, he said, okay, you are transitionalizing from your individual state. And you want to get me into the kingdom. Okay, let's speak about kingdom issues. You have moved from being an individual person. And he said, okay, I'm going now to give you an offer so that you may not route through the Calvary. Just wash me, just give me a bow, and I'm going to give you kingdoms. And Jesus Christ refused. Why? Because the man had grown spiritually. Come on, somebody here. If I've grown spiritually, I don't run out of ideas. I don't run out of solutions in my life. So when you grow spiritually, you start now to release the victories that are in Jesus Christ. Then when the devil comes to you, you say, greater is he. That is me, that the one that is in the world. It can only be spoken by someone who has grown spiritually. If you have not grown spiritually, you can't say it. Are we together? 
When you cross spiritual, you don't need boldness to deal with the demons. But you go with your spirituality and the devil will not touch you. Come on, somebody. Shout in spiritual growth. Number three. Number three, the last tragedy is Hebrew is found in Hebrews 5 verse 11. Hebrews 5 verse 11, the last tragedy. And we will wrap it up in 10 minutes. I'll be done. Paul again. He is teaching. He is saying of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered. Seeing that you are down in hearing. Verse 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. Come on somebody shout teachers. Teachers. You have made that one teach you again. Which be the first principle of the oracles or the doctrines of God. And are become such of you have need of milk and not strong milk. That's Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. First stating now, he's saying, for everyone that uses milk, everyone that is a child is unskillful. Come on, somebody shout, unskillful. Okay, let me explain to you what this means to you. When you watch a consultant, you got a consultant, a medical consultant, when he looks at a patient, while the patient is still talking to the medical uh, consultant, say, I'm feeling this and dizzy, because the man is skillful as a consultant, all of a sudden, the myriads of medical truth, they will just come and appear to that person, because the man is skillful already, through experience, through the time that he has been operating, that's a medical consultant. He looks at you and says, oh, I remember. We have one in a million of these uh, diseases and cases. Now I know what to do and what to prescribe to you. And that which he prescribes to you becomes the solution to your problem. So sometimes you wonder, is he a prophet? Is he a sangoma? How come I just explained, even before I explained, he knew what to give me, he knew what to prescribe me. Why? Because the man is skillful. So the myriads of truth, they will start to come to him and will start to give you what you need. But when you are dealing now with a student doctor who is still a fresh graduate, you, he can look at you and start to crack his head. The man has got a degree, he has got an honors, but he can crack his head because of lack of information. Information comes through experience. Because this information is limited. This is what we call being unskilled. So when you've got information that is enough, you become skillful. Come on, somebody show skillful. When you don't have enough information, you become unskilled. So I want to prophesy upon this place that as we preach the word, let this word stimulates you that you become a spiritual giant. Like Gideon. Gideon was already a spiritual giant, but he didn't know that he was a spiritual giant. And the devil could come year in and year out, plunder Gideon's possessions, plunder Gideon's crops. If you don't know your position as a child of God, the devil will take advantage of you. But I prophesy to somebody in this place. Amen. The devil will not take advantage of you. Amen. I say the devil will not take advantage of you. Amen. If you don't grow spiritually, 
you cannot be a blessing because when people are speaking to you, you don't know what spiritual law they are violating and how to help them. A person comes to you and say, hey, sister, I've got this challenge, I've got this problem. You can't help them because you have not grown spiritually. And again, when you're sitting down, listening to me or to anyone preaching, you cannot correct the doctrine or my theology. Why? Because you don't even know any principle and law that I am violating while I'm preaching. So spiritual growth becomes a defensive mechanism to you. You can defend yourself from unfounded doctrines. Are we together? And again, you, it becomes offensive when a person comes to you and says, I've got a challenge in my life. With, between me and my sister, something, a myriad of truth comes to you through scriptures to say, okay, I want to read where it's written in the book of so and so. My sister, my brother, let's pray according to this scripture. Now we have helped. You have become a blessing to such people. But if you cannot be, you know, in a position to help people through the scriptures, you will not become a blessing. That is why we are a blessing to a lot of people. You can call me in the middle of night. I've got a challenge, I've got a problem, something is moving uh, behind my back. Why? Because there are truths that I know, I can just rush to scriptures. I pray about it and I say, don't worry, I know about this thing. Let's pray according to a scripture written in the book of Isaiah 10, 27. Every burden shall be lifted off your shoulder and every lock shall be broken. Let's pray about it. Because I have done it, you will start to feel, you know, uh, quite good and healed. I become a blessing to you and you become and you appreciate me being a blessing. Come on, somebody, shout spiritual growth. But if you are not grown spiritually, you become sympathetic. God has not designed us to become sympathetic. You bring sympathetic statements. When a person says, I am broke, you say, it's the will of God. You know, you know, your blessings are not a matter. As long as you are, you've got the candidate of going to heaven. This Sympathetic, you know, statements. When a person is sick, you tell them that I don't worry, don't worry. You know, it's written in the Bible. Even the man of God, Josiah, you are sick. The Bible says Elisha was sick. This becomes sympathetic scriptures. But when you become a spiritual giant, child of God, you tell that devil, devil, loose, devil, live my sister's life, live my brother's life. Why? Because I'm not sympathetic altogether. When a person is broke, when a person does not have anything, you start to, you know, get scriptures from Matthew. What can it help you if you gain the whole world and lose, you know, God and heaven? No, these are sympathetic statements. Tell them that is written, that you are blessed. When you're going out, you are blessed. When you're coming out, hallelujah. Then I communicate it to somebody. When a person is crying, you tell them that the Bible says, according to the book of John, that I pray and I, I wish that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Now, because you have grown spiritually, the reason why we can't quote these scriptures, I know that what I speak will not happen, but I will stand now to bring sympathetic statements because I know that sympathetic statements they will bring a psychological comfort to my brother. I prophesy not to you. You are not going to be sympathetic to the devil. Are we together? I said, are we together? So when you start to grow, you become skillful. If you go grow spiritually and people are calling you and say there's a problem, you solve the problem. Why? Because I have grown spiritually. There's a statement that I've put down. You are a blessing to the degree in which you can help. 
you are a person to the degree in which you can help. If you can't help, you will not become a blessing to people. People are not just looking for people, but they are looking for solution givers. Are we together? Amen. I said, are we together? Amen. If someone comes to you, a sister Emma, and say, I've got a challenge, I lost everything. You know, this COVID-19 has taken my money I to, to lose my property. Why? Because you are a giant in the spirit. The scriptures or your spirituality will take you to the scriptures, to the book of Joel chapter 125. Then you start to hear restoration, restoration, restoration. When you visit now, you start to visit from Genesis to the book of Exodus. You start to check when, 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 when people lost things and you start to now find solutions that they used for them to come out of those tragedies. Because you are spiritually giant, a spiritual giant, you start now to quote scriptures that can help people in restoration and understand now that when people were taken out of their problems, they were taken out through the prophetic. So you say, my sister, we need to pray prophetically. Why? Because you have visited all the scriptures and found that when Israel was in Egypt, for her to come out of Egypt, God had to raise up a prophet. And a prophet had to take her out from Egypt. And they had to receive everything that they had lost. God said unto Moses that when I'm going to leave Egypt, I cannot prophesy like a humility. So I'm not going to leave empty handed, but I'm going to give you favor. Some favor that you are going to go to your neighbors. And you're going to ask your neighbors for the gold. You are going to ask them for money and they are going to give you money. So you tell that person and say, my sister, you need to raise up a prophetic prayer and start to call your things back. Ah, can I prophesy like I feel it? I am growing spiritually. I'm going to be a giant in my generation. The devil is not going to control my life. He's not going to touch me because I'm growing spiritually. Come on, somebody. That's why Jesus Christ said unto Peter that Peter, Peter, the devil is asking to save you, but I've prayed for you. Come on, somebody. So that you may be strong in the spirit. If God did not pray it for Peter, Peter was going to be toasted. But God is saying unto Peter, Jesus, I prayed for you. Come on, somebody. You need to be a prayer for somebody for you to be a giant in the spirit. You need to be a man of scriptures for you to be a giant in the spirit. You need to be a woman of meditation for you to be a giant in the spirit. Can I prophesy like a faith? I'm not going to be an unskilled preacher, but I'm going to be a skilled preacher. People are looking for people with skill. People are not just looking for people, but are looking for people with skill. Come on, somebody. Even God, when God is going to use you, he will use you at the expense of your skill. Come on, somebody. That's why the Bible says, when so yet a problem, so he had to call for someone who could play the harp skillfully, a person of skill. When God wanted the ark to be constructed, he said unto Moses, I want you to call Bezalel and Oholiabu, and after you call them, I want you to give them the old uh, template that I've given you in the spirit. Allow them to build my act because these people are skillful. Come on, somebody, shout spiritual growth. I said shout spiritual growth. So it's the prophetic that can bring people from a place of a 
not tragedy. Come on, somebody. That's why the Bible tells me in the book of, 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 of Joel, chapter 1, subsection 22, 23, 24, 25, that I'm going to restore all the years that were destroyed by the caterpillar, all the years that were consumed by the king going and bringing restoration. So God had to raise up a prophetic man in the name of Joel and said, I'm bringing restoration unto you. I prophesy in this place that we are growing spiritually through scriptures. Come on, salvation. You are growing spiritually through your prayers. It's not what people think about you or what they say about you, but it is what the word says about you. Come on, somebody. We have to grow spiritually if we are going to start to realize our potentials here. In the year 2021, I'm going to realize my potential. I'm going to receive that which God has designed for me. I was not configured to cry. I was not configured to suffer. I was configured to be a champion and a king. That's why the Bible says that we are trusting unto God. We are a chosen generation, a real priesthood. Can I prophesy like a tradition? So I'm not what people say that I am. But I am what the word of God say that I am. I am a child in the things of God. Jesus said unto God, why do you call me a child and a champion? But God said unto Jesus, in you I see a child. Go in your valiant and start to deliver your family. You got to deliver your business, you got to deliver your life. Why? Because you are what God has designed you to be. Your grind days are over, your suffering days are over. Why? Because you are carrying the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm reminded of Peter. Peter was a weakling. His name was called Simon, which means a weakness. But the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 1, they were in one accord, one flesh, being afraid of the, of the princes of that particular time and the kings. The Bible says if they were trained in one accord, looking for spiritual growth, they were energizing themselves. The Bible says something like a rattling wind was heard. And the Bible says tongues of fire, they had to fall upon their lives. Can I prophesy like a filetish? And they started to act in different sounds. Why do we speak in tongues? We speak in tongues for spiritual growth. Spiritual tongues are not for spirituality, but for the for spiritual growth. And they were praying in tongues. They were being given stamina, power, and temperance. And the Bible says the people that had them fresh, they said these people are drunk. But Peter, who was once a weaklish, he had to come and started to preach and to testify that children, people, this is what has been prophesied by George that in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit and pour all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams. So what you are seeing here, don't be confused. Your confusion is because you don't search scriptures. Peter was once a weakling, but right now he's dating and preaching. Come on, child of God, I know that people are saying you are weak. But after this service, I prophesy in Chinese. You let challenges and problems in your flat. At what place they are 
challenges and problems. You don't know how you are going to come out of those problems. But I'm here to energize you through scripture, child of God. I'm here to talk to you so that you may rise up and take up your status. Can I prophesy like a foolish? You are not going to suffer, child of God, because suffering days are over. The same Peter started to go around preaching the gospel with, uh, with much cost and power and boldness. That's why the Bible tells me that let us approach the throne of God with boldness, with tenacity, so that we may receive grace and procure mercy that we may use it in time of need. The same Apostle Peter, <laughs> why? Because he is now a grown and fully mature person. He started to lead other disciples. Do you hear what Jesus Christ said? After Jesus Christ resurrected, he said unto Mary, I want to go to my disciples and Peter. So which means Peter was no longer a part and part of the disciples, but he was a competitor of power. Jesus Christ said, all oh, they are disciples, but Peter is a different and skilled person. Tell them that we are going to meet after 40 days. I see Peter praying for his disciples because Jesus said that when you are strengthened in Peter, you got to remember your brothers and pray for them. When you pray for them, they'll become childish. I see the same Peter. He continued to preach the gospel against antagonism that was coming from the Roman Empire. But he continued to preach. They were stopped from speaking about Jesus. But Peter is speaking about Jesus. He's saying that I'm not going to be careful to follow your protocol and the interdicts that you put under the part of Christ. I see the same Peter. He's taken and is put in prison. When he was in prison, he's not a weekly no more. The Bible tells me that he's better to pray in prison. While he was in prison, the church was praying for Peter again. While he's praying, the church is praying. So that the giant in Peter. Remember, Jesus has said unto Peter, upon this rock of revelation, I'm going to build my church and no gate of hell prevail against it. So what are you pressing to prevail against me? If you cannot prevail against me, what are you pressing? Bring the best that you can bring. So I'm not going to put me down. So I see Rota in the church. They are praying for Peter because these are spiritual giants. You can only gather to pray. If you are a giant in the spirit, you can have the sun like a fetish. And the Bible tells me, that is suddenly happened in the prison of Peter. When that suddenly took blessing, the prisoners they wanted. They were so shocked with what transpired. Come on, somebody, your spirituality is about to shock your enemies. Your devils are about to be shocked because of the results that you command. They are about to be shocked because of how God is going to raise you. They have left you behind, but they are going to see you ahead. Can I prophesy like a fetish? Then the Bible 
continuous vision that the white wanted to kill themselves. And Peter said, Don't worry, we are still inside, we are not going to run, but you are going to accompany us out of the prison. When we enter, you accompany us in. So, do you think that we are going to just leave? You need to accompany us out. And the Bible tells me that Peter walked out of the prison doors and they started to walk at their own accord. And they were walking, the angel was ahead of Peter. Can I prophesy like a fetish? Angels, they come to people of God spiritually. They don't just come to people in church, but they come to people of God spiritually. And the Bible tells me that when Peter went to the last gate, which was called the iron gate, he didn't know how he was going to come out. And the angel opened the iron gate. This gate could not be opened by one man. I see there are gates in life. The devil is placed by gates and gates against life. Because of which God satanic infringement. I see who do those gates against life. Which God do those gates against life. Chance those that are stating against life. Can I prophesy? Like a fetish. You are saying man of God. How am I going to enter to the other side? And the angel opened the iron gate, and Peter went out of the gate, and he entered the right to the house where prayers were being made. Who told Peter that at Rhoda's place, that's where prayer was being made? His spirituality directed him to a place where doctrines were being taught, a place where people who are spiritual were. You will not be tossed with the too much doctrination, but you will know what to follow and not what to follow. Can I prophesy like a fetish? I'm reminded of Paul again. He is a spiritual child. He has been placed in prison in the Philippine church. He doesn't know how to get out. He was with the Silas there. And Apostle Paul said, we may be in prison, but our voices are not being presented. We need to open our mouth and start to speak words of power. And instead of to speak words of power, our God is good and His grace is enjoyed forever. And they were doing that. Financial prison, mental prison, family prison. I see God opening the doors and just rising up to your head. I know that you are depressed because of gratification. You don't know what to do, what to do, how to do. But I got to prophesy into life that the devil is alive. They meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. When they caused you to be sick in that particular age, it was not a shock. They wanted you to die. But because I'm a child, I will not die. But I'm going to leave to declare the coaching of the Lord. Can I prophesy like a fetish? I refuse to be judged by people. I refuse to be stereotyped by people. Can I prophesy? I 
refuse to be misheaded, mistreated, misjudged. I refuse to be spiritually centered by people. I refuse to be prejudiced and stereotyped. Come on, somebody refuse. I refuse to be seduced by demons. I refuse to be under bewitchment, cultural infringement. I refuse, I refuse to be under a psychological imprisonment. Can I prophesy like a fetish? I am reminded of Elijah. He's a man that is spiritual. He said, I can say, I'm going to that he must prepare his chariot because I said rain. Come on, somebody, I said the rain so that he may run. But the man is old, 80 years old. But when he started to run because of spiritual crash, he overtook the chariot and the water. Can I prophesy like a foolish? You are not what people are saying, but you are what the word of God says that you are. But I'm going to take the spear and I'm 
going to fight the enemies. And the border saints are to barricade. We got to come and fight the enemies. Come on, somebody. Through anointing, going to dogs' houses. But the devil must know that you are coming. Come on, somebody. Give the professor praise. Lord, wrap you into Baluta. Lord, bring Catholic to others. Lord, bring Baluta into battles. Lord, bring Catholic. Leave us sent to the house. 